Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and answer some of your business legal questions that you, the listener, can send in to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Stobb. And this is our Friday episode, always a very exciting topic. Somehow we get to talk about sports, yeah, which is my least favorite topic. And then after all that, baseball, yeah. and apparently there's a World Series going on, which I don't know, will that be over by now? Or, or no, it is over, right? San Francisco. Well, the, the story we're talking about is about the, the guy who won the MVP for the World Series. So I would wager to say it's probably over, but. Okay, so that's done. Yeah. Uh, who won? San Francisco, right? San Francisco won, yes. Nice. I'm not surprised you don't. I know you don't follow baseball, so I won't hold it against you. I don't think most people follow baseball, but okay. Yeah, I do. But so basically, I'll explain this to the listeners and to you too, so you understand how this works. So, okay, tell me. The World Series, two teams play, one team wins. And when the World Series is over, <laughs> two teams play and one team. I got, okay, I got that part. <laughs> they select a World Series MVP. So it's basically the player that performed the best. I would assume it's always been from the team that's won. I know in the NBA, one time, the winner actually was from the team that lost somehow. Whoa. And is it the MVP of that game or of the Just the, the series. Okay, oh, so series. Okay. Just for that seven games. Okay. So the selection was pretty easy this year because one pitcher for the Giants basically won three of the four games himself, which <laughs> okay. is unheard of. So he won, and recently they started giving out cars uh, maybe 10 years ago, maybe less. But this year, Chevrolet was the sponsor, and they gave out this 2015 Chevy Colorado, which, yeah, great. I mean, actually, the guy who won loves trucks. He loves hunting. It's going to be good for him. The only problem is this truck just had a recall on it for <laughs> airbag concerns. So basically, they gave this guy who just you know had a great performance this truck with potential liability issues. And I assume that they got those fixed. But it got me thinking about, you know, if a business gives away something free, like let's say you have a promotion as a business and you give away a free prize. Like when we gave away that, um, what did we give? An iPad mini? Yeah. Yeah. Like what if that would have like exploded when the winner used it? <laughs> like what if the recall was that, oh, whoops, our iPad minis are actually bombs. <laughs> Careful with that. And we actually give away a bomb to somebody. That would be horrible. I was trying to think of something. Obviously, a truck's going to be a lot more yeah. a lot more dangerous than an iPad, but it's a consideration. I don't know. From a legal perspective, this seemed pretty questionable. And just one little tangent on this. I don't know if you've seen the guy who actually presented the award. Like, I feel bad for him because he was obviously like very nervous, and he was reading <laughs> off of like a piece of paper he had. And he's like, this truck has really cool technology and stuff. <laughs> That's what he said. Why were they so nervous? And they've actually, I noticed that this is less than 24 hours. Chevrolet is already using that slogan in their commercials. Like I saw a Chevy commercial last night and it's like, we got cool technology and stuff. So they, they, from a PR perspective, they nailed it. You don't think it was planned or oh, obviously it was probably not planned, but they just good to react, huh? If it was planned, the guy was very good at acting. Like he was clearly extremely nervous. Oh, okay. So I got off on that tangent. Yeah. So... Dealing with recalled products, I'm sure those that actually produce products have already kind of delved into this area because oftentimes you'll get insurance against it because you never know what could happen. I mean, if you're manufacturing baked goods or food, then there's always a chance of getting a bad ingredient in there, a bad batch. Or if you're making electronics, of having one component that could be bad. And 
I'm sure as a consumer, people have gone through it too. I mean, I just returned about nine months ago my Fitbit, which was like a wristwatch kind of thing where apparently some people were getting rashes from the nickel that was on the inside of it. So everyone's gone through that. But the question is, okay, giving away these recalled products that potentially have a safety problem, of course that would expose you to liability. In fact, you're actually prohibited from reselling any recalled products. That's definitely a concern from anyone's perspective. But when you have a product that actually could be a danger to somebody's life because it doesn't work properly, then I'd be very cautious, of course. What about expired food and drink? Shouldn't it be selling that at a discount? Yeah, I think I'm trying to think there must be a law against that. I can't name it myself, but those expiration dates are weird too, because oftentimes those dates are just best eaten by, right? But literally they could be eaten well after the expiration date as far as from a human consumption perspective. So I've heard. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess the lesson here is just if you're going to do this free give, I mean, and not even free stuff, just products in general, just make sure there's no issues with it and there, or there's no known issues when you're giving this stuff away. Yeah. I mean, obviously this was a uh, bad circumstance and kind of unlucky thing that happened, but, and what are they going to do too is like, they probably already have the truck there and already everything's all geared up to go. And they find out about this recall. They'd have to what, switch it out last minute. Then Chevy's already paid all this money or do they just ignore it and then fix the car before they give it to them? Not a lot of options. Yeah. I assume it was fine when they gave it to him, but well, we'll see. <laughs> but we'll see like if, uh, <laughs> well, hopefully not, but it doesn't get into an accident when the airbag doesn't go off. Yeah. That'd be the worst. All right. I'm going to get into the question of the day because it's really long and yeah. I need to read it here. <clears throat> Clear your throat. <laughs> <clears> throat> Go ahead. I'm going to read it verbatim. This is how it was written. Your favorite topic. Yelp has started to automatically provide online ordering for restaurants as they have partnered with online ordering sites Eat24 and Eat Street. Here's the problem. These sites charge the merchant between 10 and 15% for the cost of the order. I'm sure Yelp is taking a percentage of this fee. Yep. We were never asked if we were okay for them to do this. We are not. We have our own online ordering website that we pay for. I want to drive my customers to my site to order, not to Yelp's that cost me money. So by Yelp doing this, they are not only taking away money from me, but they are making money on me from these other sites that cost me more money. That seems confusing. <laughs> they also removed my link to my online ordering site. Now I made a big fuss and it took three weeks for them to remove their link and restore mine. So that's a victory. In doing so, I canceled my account with Eat24 since they both denied the ability to remove the link. Then about two months later, the same thing happened with this new company, Eat Street, partnering with Yelp. I finally got Yelp to remove the link again after making a fuss. Yelp has also partnered with the company called Single Platform, and this is the only way I can have my menu displayed on my Yelp page. And Single Platform charges about $400 per year to a business to use their service. Again, I'm sure millions of businesses are stuck using Simple Platform with Yelp getting a price piece with no other option. So it seems like blackmail that I have no choice but to use single platform if I want my menu displayed on my Yelp page. So with all that, <laughs> does this sound legal to you? I like the actual question. That was pretty clever at the end. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. You know what? I think it's completely legal. What do you think? I'm sorry, what it, you, th you think it's what? I think it's completely legal. Illegal? No, legal. Legal. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, what's wrong with it? I would tend to agree. It's, I mean, it's a private site and they can do what they want, right? It's Yeah. And that's my whole point with We Get the Yelp is that the only reason Yelp has power is because we give it to them, you know, and that's why I am a big proponent of just boycotting them because as businesses, I understand small businesses are relying upon the traffic that comes from Yelp. But the problem is, is that we have no control over it. Even the law is starting to go against us in this respect. We're following a case out in Virginia right now where we've talked about this before, but it's being appealed where a local company is suing Yelp and they got an order for Yelp to, the court would force Yelp to reveal the names of certain reviewers that the business believes to be fake. A very, very common problem. Yelp is refusing to do so, so they've appealed. And even companies like Google and Facebook are against this because they think it might be against free speech. But of course, the argument is, well, speech that is not true and damaging shouldn't be protected. So these are things that are going on right now. And I think, you know, as a restaurant, Yelp is a huge moneymaker, unfortunately, for restaurants. It's a source of income. But at the same time, by giving them more power of listing your restaurant, which you don't have control over anyway, and having people review that you don't have any control, that now they are forcing their people to use their menu system, their ordering system, which they all get a cut, taking away the power from the business owners may be good for users, but maybe not either. But all of this is not in your control. There's a difference here. So we, you know, we're saying that it's fine for them to do this, but we're not saying that it's fair. That's something to keep in mind. Like, I don't think that's fair from a business owner perspective. I mean, I get everything the person who asked the question is saying, like it makes sense to me and it doesn't seem like it should be allowed, but these companies can do what they want. It's like the better business bureau you can pay to have a higher rating. That's just how it operates. And it's unfortunate, but I think the key here is for the consumer to understand what's going on, but I just don't know what percent of them actually understand the situation. That's the problem. I agree. I think only consumers that have friends and family that are small business owners that have a Yelp page even physicians, even dentists, even other professionals understand the power of Yelp and the power of Yelp that they have over them. You know, something that didn't exist five years ago, now business owners have to worry about all these different liabilities and they're trying to market themselves the best way possible. And, you know, you market yourself in a way that puts you in the best light. But now they have to worry about their competitors dropping reviews that are totally false and affecting your reputation permanently. It's ridiculous. It's it's unfair, definitely. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. All these things that they're doing, it's not unexpected. They have all these users that review the other listings every day. People like us go to Yelp to see which restaurant we should eat, and therefore it gives them power to, to charge 10 15% for each order that goes through. It gives them the ability to charge $400 per year to put a menu up there. That's the power we give them. I noticed there was a thing for menu and a lot of times you would click it. It wouldn't be a link to the website for the restaurant. It would be, you know, some other company that was doing it. I always wondered why that was. So we like talking about Yelp and bashing them, but the only alternative is have, I've been using Urban Spoon and I don't know what their business practices are, but one thing I like is that basically, I don't know if you can leave comments, but the comments and reviews aren't very prominent. It's more like either you like it or you don't, you know, and it's like a percentage or something. I, th- I think that's what it is. But for whatever reason, it seems a little bit more, that's for restaurants only, but I don't know. Yeah. It's an alternative. So, okay. Yelp sucks. <laughs> There's your answer. Are you still on your Yelp band? Yeah, I, I'm still on my Yelp band. I haven't used it since we last banned it. Well, at least you stay strong, I guess. <laughs>
That and Uber I haven't used. I haven't used Uber in a while, I guess. I need to go to the airport. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that was the worst that we went off on how like Uber was had bad practices. And then literally that same day you were going to the airport using Uber. I think it was like an hour later I used it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I had no other way to get to the airport. It was my only option. <laughs> A taxi or something else. Yeah. All right. So before you guys leave or actually after you leave or during this period of time that I'm speaking now, make sure you leave a positive review on our iTunes page or channel or whatever, however that works. <laughs> I just remember to look at the Jimmy John's voting. Oh, oh man, I guess I've lost. <laughs> well, I, we've had a good handful of um, votes yet, but the episode just released like a couple of days ago, right? So you have time. Yeah. Initially, there was two votes, one for underrated and one for overrated. And I know I was one of the two. I assume you were the other one. But now there's actually votes. Man, way overrated. It's at least fine. There's no... I don't know. Uh, that's a good one. Pretty upset about that. All right. Ridiculous. Never win. I've been like traveling from different devices throughout the country to make sure I could vote, but... I, that's fine. Less people can go there. It's more sandwiches for me. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I should say the best logic I've heard in a long time. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.